You've trained for months. You are fit and you're ready for the big day. But will you actually be able to pace smart enough to get your dream goal? Pacing is a skill that can take years to master. And on race day, you got to pace perfectly for the distance, the course, and the conditions. You'll be full of adrenaline, hyped up by the crowds, and you'll have freshly tapered legs that are just itching to show off your fitness. Or you might completely mess everything up. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great if you could just forget about the pacing part? The pros often hire pacers called rabbits to take the mental burden off their shoulders, so all they have to do is keep up and hold on. For us non-elites, we have the next best thing at many bigger events, and those are called pace groups. Included in your race price, you'll get a more experienced runner leading you to your dream finish time. Plus, you'll have a whole group of other people trying for the exact same thing as you. You can relax, keep your eyes off your watch, and ride the pace group wave all the way to a personal record. Or it could be a complete disaster and ruin your entire race. (laughs) Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. Today, I'm going to explore the pros and cons of pace groups. You'll learn how to determine if a pace group is right for you, what questions to ask the group leader, and when not to follow a pace group. If you've got a race coming up soon and you figure you're just going to rely on a pace group to help get you across the line, you're going to want to listen to this one first. Before I get into the details, I want to take a moment to highlight my PR team. The PR team is a small group of runners just like you who are working with me and each other to stay consistent, stay accountable, and work towards becoming better runners every day. Not to mention, it's really fun. I'll talk more about the team later on in the episode, but if you're ready to learn more right now, head to theplantedrunner.com slash group. And at the end of today's show, right after the Mental Strength Minute, I'll announce this month's winner of our Apple Podcast Review Contest. Anyone can win just by leaving a five-star review of the show. I'll choose one random winner to win a free signed copy of my book every month this year. All right, how can you decide if a pace group will help or hurt you? You should be able to find out on the race website if pace groups are being used. Bigger races will often have them, usually at popular Boston qualifying times or in 15-minute increments or so. Sometimes the pace team is available to talk to you at the expo the day before the race. And that is the single biggest piece of advice that I can give you. Find the pace group leader before the race and ask about his or her plan. Here are a few important questions. Are you planning to run even splits despite the terrain and simply be a visual time clock? Will you run by effort, meaning slower on the uphills and faster on the downhills? Do you plan to run a negative split or run the second half faster than the first? 
Make sure that the leader's answers match up with your plan for the race. If not, it's a smarter idea to keep the group's position in view, but to run your own race. You might also ask the leader what their PR is at that distance. Is the leader much stronger than the pace he or she is leading? Or will they be struggling just as much as you? You want a leader that is much stronger than the pace, but keep in mind if she miscalculates, she's strong enough to speed up at the end and make up the time while you might not be able to. I really can't stress this enough that you need to talk to the pacer ahead of time because they are not always the kind of runner you want to rely on, unfortunately. Let me give you an example. I was racing a marathon that had the half marathoners run the same course with the same start time for the first part of the race. I ended up running next to a pacer for the half and I asked what his plan was since his split seemed a little fast by my watch. He actually said that he was planning to put time in the bank on the flat course, meaning that he was starting out too fast on purpose. That is a terrible strategy for almost all courses with the possible exception of a course that starts downhill and finishes up on flat. If you were following that pacer with the hopes of a new PR, it is far more likely that you would exhaust yourself in the first half of the race, running paces that you had not been trained for. That's the type of pacer that you want to avoid, so be sure to find out ahead of time. But if you get a pace leader that says, I plan to run even splits, or I plan to run effort-based and aim for a negative split, those are encouraging signs. A pace group that is running even splits or running every mile at the same pace, no matter what the terrain, can be very helpful. The group is a visual representation of the clock, much like the world record line that you'll see moving ahead of the swimmers in the Olympics. Even if you have a different race plan, you can keep an eye on them to gauge the pace. And for many courses, especially a flat to slightly downhill course, even splits can be the ideal pacing strategy. You simply lock onto the pace and keep the rhythm up, even as the effort predictably increases at the end. I'm a big fan of even splits, both for myself and for athletes that are really good at not going out too fast. The vast majority of new marathoners, as well as many experienced ones, tend to go out faster than goal pace or simply faster than their fitness would allow them to maintain for 26.2 miles. Remember, the race always gets harder as it goes on, whether you are keeping the same pace, speeding up, or slowing down. So choose what you're going to do ahead of time, or the race will choose for you. A better plan for most runners is to aim for negative splits, or at least negative effort. This means purposely going out slower than you think you should at the beginning to conserve your energy for later when you need it more. Negative splits are how the best runners in the world run races because the elites know that a marathon is a 20-mile warm-up for a 10K race. If you're afraid that you won't make your goal finishing time if you go too slow at the beginning, so you instead go too fast, your overreaction to your fear will cost you. The time in the bank strategy almost never works when you're trying to run at the top of your fitness. 
Once you're satisfied that you have a good pacer, running with a pace group can be very beneficial, but there's still some more pitfalls to watch out for. I'll go over how to race your best with a pace group right after this. I want to tell you about a unique opportunity for you to get stronger, faster, and stay motivated to hit your running and nutrition goals this year, and that's to join the PR team. I started it last fall, and I have to tell you, it's even better than I imagined. Each member of the team gets a custom training plan made by me for you based on your unique fitness, goals, and lifestyle. Everything you need to crush your running dreams is included, such as strength training, recovery, and even cross-training if you want it. I include weekly mental strength training, as well as training tips and nutrition guides. But here's where it gets really cool. The group has its own page in the app where we share workouts, ask training questions, and get feedback from me and the other teammates. And each week, I create an exclusive private podcast just for the team based on the questions I get and what I see in their training each week. And I usually end up sharing behind the scenes and exclusive sneak peeks with the team that I don't share anywhere else. So instead of joining a Facebook group or sitting through another Zoom call, you get to listen to tailored advice on the run and you don't have to do all of this alone. So if you're ready to take your running to the next level and join an amazing team of runners, head to theplantedrunner.com slash group and join us today. It's more affordable than you think, and I can't wait to have you. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Running with a pace group can be amazing. You can quiet your brain, stop doing all the mental math, and just hang on with the group. If it's windy, you can tuck behind and draft. The energy of the group can help minimize the effort you feel, so running at pace feels easier. If the pace leader has run the course before, you can ask him what to expect, and you can avoid going out faster than your goal pace by simply sticking with the group. If you've trained well and have a realistic but still challenging goal, joining a good pace group can give you just enough of a boost to cross the finish line with an amazing new PR. Or it can be a disaster. Let me give you two examples. The first scenario is that you are in between pace groups. You're not quite sure if you can pull off a 345 marathon, but you're definitely coming in under four hours. Can you still take advantage of either group? Maybe. If you are overly optimistic and choose the faster group, you'll be forced to slow down because you started out in a much faster group than your ability. You'll want to run your own race in this case, but you might start with the slower group and see if you can gradually chase down the faster one. 
The next scenario is that you're a new marathon runner and you really have no idea what you're capable of. You think your training went well, but you have nothing to compare it to, so you accidentally shoot for the moon. You end up following a pace group that's too ambitious for your fitness level. It might start off okay, but soon you'll realize that you've set yourself up for a very tough day. I did this with my very first marathon, so I can speak from experience here. In general, pace groups can be enormously helpful, but you cannot 100% rely on them. Make sure you still double check your watch and the markers on the course to be sure that you're still on target. In a perfect world, we'd have robots to pace us perfectly, so we wouldn't have to do any math when running hard or take any accountability ourselves. The pacers are human and not robots, and so are we. And I don't really know if I want to chase a robot in a race just to get that perfect pace. I've paced lots of races before, and I've got to tell you, I actually enjoy it more than racing for myself. That's because I'm running at a pace that's very comfortable for me, and I can just have fun and help other people do their best. When I pace, I tell everyone around me my plan at the start so they can choose to go with me or not. I prefer to pace the way I coach my athletes to race, letting the terrain set the pace and not just the watch. If it's a perfectly even flat course, I would run even splits. On hills, I'll keep the effort the same as on flat, which means the pace has to slow down on the ups and it has to speed up on the downs. Of course, that involves performing math, which is not easy to do while running, but I truly think it's a lot more helpful to pace it like you would race it. But not every pacer shares my philosophy, and that's okay too. Some pacers believe they should be that visual representation of the clock, which is just as valuable as well. Just be sure you know which school of pacing your pacer is following before you follow her. And hopefully, by using pace groups wisely, you can let the group guide you to your next PR. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is toxic positivity. This is when we try to be overly positive when things aren't going well, which can lead to poor decisions and outcomes. When you're in a race and you start off much faster than you can sustain for the whole race, you will pay for it by being forced to slow down at the end. When you're setting a goal pace at the beginning of your training cycle and you choose something unrealistically optimistic, you will end up training at the wrong paces and raise your chances of injury. Being positive and optimistic are good things, but only when based in reality. Positivity turns toxic when you fake it till you make it or you simply hope for the best without adequately preparing for reality. If this sounds like you, it doesn't mean that I'm telling you to lose your sunny attitude, but you might want to lower the bar just a little to actually achieve your goals. This month's winner of my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition is White Christmas 67. Here's the review. 
Love, love coach Claire, five stars. I've been listening to you since Run to the Top podcast and was bummed when the show transitioned till I found you again when you were on the Running Explained podcast and all was right with the world. Listening to The Planted Runner is a great podcast for runners aspiring to be a runner aficionado or better overall runner in general. She broke it down into easy to digest information, excited for your new journey and your new book. Your mission is to email me at claire at theplantedrunner.com with your U.S. mailing address and your signed copy will be on its way. Thank you so much for listening to The Planted Runner. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple podcast review So be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach. And it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear because I read every single one. Have a great run today. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman.